Six former mayors of Taipei and incumbent Mayor Ko Wenzhe made a rare joint appearance on Thursday to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Taipei City. Notably, former President Sun Shui-bian, who is out of prison on medical parole, was in attendance, rubbing shoulders with fellow former mayors on the other side of the political spectrum. Overall, their gathering was light and amicable, although politics wasn't kept out of things entirely. To celebrate Taipei's centennial, the city government organized a reunion with its former mayors. Media attention was intense on former presidents Chen and Ma, who were seen together for the first time in recent memory. Sporting an orange necktie, Chen made a steady entrance, leaning on his walking stick. Although his face was covered by a mask, his complexion was good and he appeared in high spirits. Ma came business casual in sunglasses, a flag-themed mask and a navy shirt. Wu Boxiong arrived at the scene with fellow former mayor Hao Longbin. Among the four democratically elected Taipei mayors present today, only Abian served only one term. I feel very ashamed about that, but the past is the past. We have to be able to let it go. I am happier than anyone about the past mayors coming together for a reunion. Among our predecessors who have made a contribution to Taipei, there is of course Shen Baozhen. If he had not moved the capital from Tainan to Taipei, we might be meeting in Tainan right now. The second is of course Liu Mingchuan. This is a very rare occasion. We're all here together, having a good time. We might have different opinions, but we're able to gather here today for Taipei Centennial. This is a great thing. The mayor made an appeal for an inclusive society. He was asked if he stood by a comment he had made once before, that Chen's incarceration was an insult to the Taiwanese people. We might all have a different past, but the problem is that we're living in a shared present. The next question is whether we want to walk forward into a shared future. If everyone wants to stay stuck in the past and continue lashing out at each other, then Taiwan will continue to be chaotic. It's Taipei's mayors, past and present. Two of them, Chen and Ma, went on to become heads of state. Reporters asked Mayor Ke to comment on his own presidential bid, which he announced earlier this year. There are many people who became presidents, but there are many more people who do not become presidents. A lot of things like this, you just do your best. We people must work hard and leave the rest of it to fate. As the host of the centennial reunion, Mayor Ke's every word was under scrutiny for clues about his political ambitions. The U.S. ambassador to the United Nations says that the U.N. is cheating the world when it excludes Taiwan from full participation. The U.S.'s U.N. ambassador, Kelly Craft, made the remarks over a video link at a forum organized by Taiwan, the U.S. and Japan on Tuesday. Here in Taiwan, Kraft's remarks have been warmly received. Let's hear now from lawmaker Wang Dingyu. When its ambassador is openly making remarks, openly meeting Taiwan's diplomat in the U.S., and openly stating that the U.N. is cheating the people by excluding Taiwan, that it's deluding itself, all of that is the U.S. indicating its attitude. Taiwan's president and its top diplomat in Washington have also reacted to Kraft's statement, taking to Twitter to express their thanks. In related news, a U.S. congressional task force has recommended letting Taiwan change the name of its representative office, specifically to add in the word Taiwan. Another recommendation is that Washington launch trade negotiations with Taiwan. It's mid-autumn festival and many families are outside whipping up a feast with their grills tonight. Year after year, barbecuers end up with injuries due to poor posture while cooking. 
Let's hear now from a doctor on how to have a pain-free cookout. Every year after the mid-autumn festival cookouts, many people will come to see a doctor because they feel pain in their lower back. That's because we tend to place our grills quite low. It makes people hunch forward, a position that can put stress on our vertebrae. It can be more than two times more pressure than a normal upright posture. Moving around a bit for a few minutes every now and then can help release some of that pressure. The doctor says other ways to relieve back stress is to place the grill higher up, even to the point where you can stand up while cooking. That eliminates stress on the back and can prevent a nasty injury. National Taiwan University hospital researchers have made a breakthrough that could lead to a treatment for a terminal lung disease. Thousands of Taiwanese patients live with idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, which causes lung scarring and shortens lifespans. Doctors now say they know the protein that seems to cause this mysterious condition, which can also be the result of infections like COVID-19. <coughs> An inexplicable heavy cough that could be a symptom of IPF. Around 5,000 people in Taiwan suffer from IPF and over 70% of them have a chronic cough. Some neither smoke nor have any family history of the disease. Now NTU hospital researchers say they've found the main cause. We found a new cause of IPF for some patients. For some patients with pulmonary fibrosis, their lung tissues, especially the stem cells, produce a lot of ER protein TXNDC5. We found that once this has multiplied greatly within the cell, it stimulates hyperplasia in the lung stem cells and creates mechanisms for a lot of fibrosis. The study published in an international medical journal suggests that the culprit protein can be inhibited. And the first author is Doctorate of Pharmacology candidate Li Zihan, who is just 27 years old. In the study on mice, we found that inhibiting TXNDC5 could ameliorate pulmonary fibrosis and lung function. Next, we want to develop an active agent to inhibit TXNDC5 and then create a strategy for the treatment of IPF. From diagnosis, an IPF agent lives, on average, the median is probably between two and five years. Many patients need a lung transplant to survive. Presently, we don't have any medicines that are very effective at improving these patients' prognosis. So we hope that developing this new medium will help us design a new drug to result in a better clinical prognosis for these patients. Pulmonary fibrosis has been an outcome of COVID-19 infection for many patients around the world. Doctors hope the new discovery will help improve the quality of all those patients' lives. The telecoms industry has long been big business, but times are tough as the internet changes the game. Industry players, big and small, are having to diversify to keep profits up. One phone shop in Taipei has branched out into the electric bicycle business. The speedy bikes are popular with locals who need a quick and easy way to get around the block. The shop owner opens up the back of a bike to change a faulty battery. He tests the motor nimbly, but don't be fooled, he is no vehicle expert. Cell phone accessories line the walls of the shop, as well as the latest phones, but the window is full of gleaming electric bicycles. The ones with baskets for shopping and pets are very popular. They can only hold 20 kilograms and drive at 15 to 25 kilometers an hour, but that's perfect for both older and younger customers. Many mothers don't want to ride a scooter. If they're taking the kids to school, they need a lightweight, convenient mode of transport. 
Here in Dayan district, there's a need for this kind of thing, and they're selling pretty well. This shop owner has spotted the electric bike trend, and he uses his phone repair skills on the bikes. All circuit boards and lithium batteries have things in common, after all. After just six months, the bikes have grown to represent 50% of his turnover, and will soon overtake the phones. The internet's very advanced now, and the easier something is to buy, the harder it is to make a profit. More and more people will sell them at just a 50 NT margin, just to beat the competition, or for no profit at all, just to gain attention. Lots of telecom shops around here have folded, but I'm stubborn. I haven't quit yet. The traditional telecoms industry is in crisis. Even big conglomerates are branching out into other markets. Far East Tone is working with a rental scooter brand. Zhonghua Telecom has started selling skincare products in its stores. Asia Pacific Telecom has drawn on its unique position to sell Sharp's household appliances. These are tough times for telecoms. Whether big or small, business owners have to find ways to diversify and forge a new path out of the quandary. October is LGBT Pride Month, and this year a series of events will be capped by the annual Pride Parade. Despite the pandemic, Taipei City government still expects Asia's foremost Pride event to attract over 100,000 participants. Throughout October, the city is running a special sightseeing bus, which gives passengers a leisurely tour of the city infused with the angle of Taipei's LGBT history. This Taipei double-decker bus is normally red, but now it's a colorful rainbow affair. A fabulous drag queen serves as tour guide, explaining the history of queer culture in the capital. The bus stops at City Hall, where a rainbow marks the starting point of the annual Pride Parade. The Pride Parade is in October, and it's also Pride Month. Last year, Taipei Department of Information and Tourism set up a rainbow walk at Ximending. This year, we have the second rainbow walk. The City Hall is also the starting point of the Pride Parade, so it has a unique symbolic significance. At the end of October, there will be a rainbow light show, and LGBT-friendly businesses will join in. The parade is run by a private enterprise, after all, and Taipei City government provides administrative support. In past years, hundreds of thousands of people have taken part. This year, there will be the impact of coronavirus, but we still anticipate at least 100,000 people will participate. As a queer person, these events make me feel taken seriously, and I feel touched. Taiwan probably has about two golden years, being the only country in Asia to legalize same-sex marriage. We should grab that chance and establish our rainbow tourism industry. The series of events through Pride Month tells the world Taipei is a city that values diversity and equal rights for all. The economic instability of the first half of 2020 left many in financial straits. In recent months, many young people have decided to start their own businesses, hoping to escape the whims of their employers and a volatile economic climate. Let's take an in-depth look at one industry that's attracting young entrepreneurs in unprecedented numbers. Breakfast. A beef patty fries to perfection on both sides. It goes with tomato and bacon, and a bun on top completes a classic burger. Mr. Jan, 29 years old, previously worked in the elevator business, earning 40,000 NT a month. After the pandemic began, his income became precarious, and in March he decided to join a restaurant franchise, opening his own breakfast shop. He now earns 5,000 to 6,000 NT a month more than before and sets his own working hours. He had to invest some capital up front, but he says he's confident he'll earn it back. People will always need breakfast. 
Breakfast is a necessity. You need to eat every day. I think I can make back my initial investment in three years. In the long term, the breakfast shop is my own business. However much I earn, at least it's through my own hard work. Lots of young people are making decisions like Mr. Jans. From January to August 2020, the average age of people setting up a breakfast franchise shop was 37, with most in the 20s. It's clear that the average age for starting a business is falling. Uh, we found the proportion of people in their 20s joining the franchise has more than tripled compared to before. Maybe in the post-pandemic world, many young people are realizing that rather than being an employee, they can have more agency over their future by starting a business. People are most keen to join sectors of the food and drink industry that have not seen demand much affected by the pandemic, like breakfast or handshake and drinks. Although the epidemic has receded in recent months, Labor Ministry statistics show that at the end of September, more than 17,000 people were still on unpaid leave. That could mean there will soon be fresh faces popping up behind breakfast counters near you. Queen of Badminton Dai Ziying confirms that she won't be competing the rest of 2020 in order to prepare for the season ahead. But outside of tournaments, she's been as active as ever. Let's see what she's been up to. The Queen of Badminton was challenged to this match by local celebrity Kunda Xie. Right away, she was making him run while she barely broke a sweat. She had gave it his all. His prize, should he emerge victorious, was her badminton racket. She is hosting a new YouTube series on sports, and his first episode was with badminton ace Dai. Her good humor was a hit with viewers. The production team also released behind-the-scenes footage that showed that she was better at something, balancing. <laughs> Co-host Stanley May is pleased as punch, but pride comes before a fall. He and Xie ended up losing that challenge too, but Xie was determined to try again to win Dai's racket. Somehow, she managed to squeeze a point from Dai and claim her precious racket. In the video, Dai's quirky off-court personality shown, endearing her even more to her fans. 